What is up, DGA Eppers? Today's episode, we are talking about two different emotions that you are all very, very aware of. We're talking love and fear. Yes. So how are you leading your day, your conversations, your actions? actions? Are you leading with fear or are you leading with love? And so we're going to talk about like what that means. We give some examples, all of that fun stuff. But just even sitting here right now, like think about your day today mm-hmm. and some things that you've done, maybe some people you've talked to, whatever. Did you lead with fear at all today? Mm-hmm. And when did you lead with love today? And I bet you can kind of pinpoint some situations of when you led with fear and when you led with love and then listen to this episode, obviously, and start leading with love more. Yeah. I mean, that's, <laughs> end of story. End of story. That's really all you need to know. Um, but but really, I mean, I think if you're feeling anxious or overwhelmed or just kind of not yourself in any situation, chances are it's because you're leading with fear instead of with love. Mm-hmm, for sure. So take a screenshot of this episode when you're done listening and tag us in your stories. And if you want to give us your little scenario of when you led with fear and when you led with love, Tell us because we do it all the time and we've been correcting ourselves lately. So no judgment. It's definitely something that you have to pay more attention to. Mm-hmm. Like sure. I've had to catch myself and stop myself and I have to be more mindful. And I'm like, okay, what are you doing? That's fear-based. Yes. Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> and now we need the explicit symbol. <laughs> all right, guys. Um, also, you know, write us a review. We love Love, love, love reading those. Um, Rate us on iTunes. It gets our podcast out to more people when you do that. This is a totally free resource for you guys. We hope that you love it. And it really means a lot if you could write us a review and rate us so that, you know, it can just get out to more people. Yeah. That's ultimately the goal with our podcast. Exactly. And And to help you. And we lead with love in our podcast for you. We definitely (laughs) do. Um, One last thing before we jump into this episode. So everything we're talking about today It's based on the ideas from the book, Mastering Your Mean Girl. So we just wanted to throw that out there. That book is so good. You're going to hear us talk a lot about it. But if you click on our show notes, you can actually access it and download it and read it for yourself. Yes. It's a great book. Yep. So this is kind of like your introduction to fear versus love. Yes. Okay. All right. Let's Let's do this. Welcome to the Demand Growth Act Fearlessly podcast brought to you by Lauren Mayer and Jenna Lockhart. You guys, we are just two average girls who realize that the only way to truly live an exceptional life was to fight through our fears and never give up on our dreams. So when you hang with us, you're going to hear it all. The good, the bad, the the ugly, and everything in between. As our loyal listeners, you're going to be known as a DGA effer, like don't give a or get it. <laughs> oh, but really, we want you to think about this because you're one of two types. You're either a DGA effer who doesn't realize the importance of living a life of growth or change, or you're a DGA effer who doesn't give a what it takes to reach your goals. Our hope is that we can turn you into the latter if you're not already there. Okay, so today we are talking about leading with two different styles, I guess, in life. Fear. Two two different emotions. Emotions. Okay, I was like thinking of the word. Um, Fear versus love. Mm -hmm. And I've never really thought of it 
this way before. And when that like, by the way, it comes from a book called Mastering Your Mean Girl. Um, and I just never viewed my thought process and my actions based off of, am I doing something or thinking something out of being fearful or am I doing it out of love? And when you think of it in those two ways, it really opens your mind to, I don't know, just living a happier life. I think so too. And it's so funny because I started reading this book first and it comes highly recommended. So we'll link the the link to the book in our show notes so you can go check it out if you want to. Mm-hmm. So I started reading this. I was actually listening to it in the car. I was driving around one day and she just said something in that book about love versus fear. And I immediately paused it and called Lauren Mm -hmm. because we had been like in our heads about some things and just kind of like Debbie Downer in a funk. And you guys, it happens to everyone. Yeah. Literally everyone. So don't, yeah. Don't beat yourself up. If you're like, if you've been sucked into the negativity loop for a while, we're going to give you some ways to get out of that. So anyway, so I called her and I'm like, I know what the problem is. She's like, please tell me. Tell me, me. I need to know. And that was it. We were leading out of fear instead of out of love. In certain areas of our life. Mm -hmm. And and just even like when I'm feeling kind of down or scared about something or stressed, I now know I can say, is is am I doing this action because I'm scared that something's not gonna happen or I'm scared that I'm gonna lose something or you know, lose someone or whatever the case may be? Like am I desperate? Am I leading out of fear and just like doing that little mindset shift of like, yeah, you are like you checking yourself almost. And then just, you can correct it because leading with love in the book, she talks about that's like your natural state. Mm-hmm. Um, so she talks about like when you're a baby and stuff, like your natural state is love. You're just like in the present moment. You're just like doing whatever's mm-hmm. in the moment. You're not thinking about anything else. You're not stressed about this. You're crying because you're hungry. Yeah. Like that's the only reason. And so like, that for me, it just always brings me back to the present and kind of what's going on when I'm like, oh no, no, you're leading with fear right now. Like, stop it. Now let's lead with, what would that look like right. if I were to lead with love and you can change your course? It's a really easy mental shift. Mm-hmm. So we're going to talk you through a few examples of this because you're probably thinking, am I doing this? What does this mean? What does it yeah. even look like? And that's funny when you said babies, I was thinking pets mm-hmm. because like, I don't know. I think about our golden doodle. Like I leave the house to take the trash down to the end of the driveway and I come back and he's like, Oh my gosh, you're here. Like he's so excited because they just live in the present moment. Everything they do is out of love. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. They're, they don't live out of fear. So I think it's almost something that we, we as humans and especially as women, we have to unlearn that now because society I think honestly, it probably starts back in like middle school, elementary Mm -hmm. school, even like you get this fear about what other people think of you. And starting from there, you start making decisions out of fear. Are you going to be liked? Are you going to be popular? Are you going to get made fun of? It's crazy. Yeah, it's a hundred percent true. And it just sucks that we learn that as we grow older, but I mean, it's hard to change like Cause I constantly am catching myself leading out of fear and whatnot. But now that you're more aware of it, it's easier to reel it back, but it's going to be like anything. Like you're going to have to practice and be a little bit more mindful of your actions. Like if you're having a freak out in the car and you're calling your husband and freaking out, like I do sometimes So before I even do that action. Now I'm like, wait a minute, like, 
is this just all fear-based? Like, am I just blowing all of this out of proportion? And like, how could I approach this situation differently? So a couple examples would probably be, well, the one I did in my post was in terms of health and fitness. And this hits home to me. And I know it hits home to you too, because we have like similar-ish stories in terms of like our past. But oh my God, when I had my eating disorder in high school, and even when I was like training for my fitness competition and things like that, I was leading with fear of gaining weight or fear of my clothes not fitting properly. Like I wasn't eating healthy because it made me feel good inside and it made me feel energetic. And I don't know, I wasn't eating it for that reason. I was eating it to be thin. I was scared I was going to get fat or whatever. Like that was the difference. And I think too, it's very emotional eating is very, very fear-based. Oh, for sure. Because for me, I, I suffered more because thinking about eating disorders, like you and I both suffered from that, but they were very different. You mm-hmm. would not eat. Mm-mm. You would eat like celery a carrot and a, a celery. carrot. Yeah. I was the opposite where I would, I would restrict everything, but then I would come home and just binge on the mm-hmm. entire cabinet. Mm-hmm. And that was out of fear. And I think looking back, a big fear I had was in order to be healthy and skinny and you know, all of that, which, you know, obviously it wasn't, wasn't doing it to be healthy. I was doing it to be skinny at that point, which is a whole nother story. But I was fearful that I'd have to give up everything I loved. And so there was no moderation. Mm -hmm. I couldn't eat just one Oreo. Mm -hmm. I would eat 30 Oreos Mm -hmm. and then hate myself for it. Mm -hmm. That was the difference. Mm -hmm. That's really funny. Like, it's not funny, but I actually, <laughs> I had a call. Oh, and why so am I your friend? It's so hilarious. I had a call with uh, one of my clients yesterday, actually. And we were, and she was like talking about how, you know, she's a C-section mom and her stomach is not where she would like it to be, which understandably so when you have a C- any, it doesn't even have to be a C-section. C-sections are a little worse because you're getting cut and your abs are now really screwed. But, um, you know, some skin gets left over and it don't look that great. Right. Let's just be honest. So she's like, you know, she's like, I see you and you have abs. And she's like, I really want this and blah, blah, blah. And I sat down with her and I was like, okay, so if you really want this, okay, I'm going to tell you how you get it. Mm-hmm. You want me to, I was like, you want me to tell well, you how you get it? You, you are a C-section mom yeah. and you have abs. So she's probably looking at you well, like, right. But I was like, this is what you're going to have to be strict as crap for yes. a little while. Like, yeah. that's just the way it is. Like, and cause she kind of wants it. relatively soon. You know, Mm -hmm. she's like, I've been working out really hard. She's lost her weight. She looks amazing. She's like, people compliment me all the time, but there's this one insecurity I have. It's my stomach. I don't show it often because you know, I had three kids, blah, 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 whatever, which I get. But I'm like, listen, if you want that to be the way you're telling me, like you have to track every single day, you can't really have slip ups at all. And if you want a dessert, you have to put that in ahead of time and plan for it and meal prep and have all this stuff. I go, it's a lot of work. Mm-hmm. to have abs. I said, also, I think my body naturally has a little bit more testosterone than most women. So my muscles show faster and yeah. stay like longer than some people. And that's just like my genetics. I just have a little bit more testosterone than mm-hmm. some people do. And so like my abs might be popping a little bit more than somebody else's mm-hmm. who's doing the exact same thing as me, but because I have more testosterone, mine is going to show more right. than you. So like, that's just the way it is. Everybody's um, so different. Yeah. And like, I have my own insecurities too, but like, 
So I, I talked to her about that and she looked at me and she said, it's worth the effort. She's like, I really think that she's like, if I could get even closer to just feeling a little bit better about it, I'm willing to do the work and I'm not going to sugarcoat stuff for people either. And no. I'm like, you have to put this in. So long story short, I talked to her about desserts and, and binge eating and things like that. Like if you're starting to get crazy in your head, we need to stop this whole process yes. and just go back to eating regular because now you're going to be living out of fear. You're going to see a piece of pizza and you're going to freak the frick out. Like, should I eat it? Should I not eat it? I don't know. Is it in my, and you're going to drive yourself insane. And yeah. that is not abs. I ain't that worth it. No, it is not worth it. It's not you. <laughs> you should not be afraid of your food. No. And so that, we had that conversation. That's a huge, huge issue. So if you're listening right now and this is this is hitting home and you're feeling like, oh my God, I, I am so controlled by my food and things that I'm eating and binging on the weekends. And if binge drinking is leading to binge eating, I want you to know we have been there mm -hmm. and we have all the tools in place to help you get over that. So you need to reach out to us. Yeah, 100%. So find us on Instagram and send us a message and be like, hey, yo, listen to your podcast. Let's do this. Let's do this. That's all. Yeah, that's it. Because <laughs> we'll work with you. And, and you know, like the girl I had a call with wants a certain thing. Yes. And you might not want that thing. And so we're here to tell you what needs to be done to get to that goal. But we're also here to tell you the reality. And this might happen if you want this type of result. So we right. have to be conscious. Like you constantly have to be mindful of what you're doing because you can't go into a stupid ass fad diet and not be mindful of how your mental no. game's going to be so effed up no. after that. No. And that's the thing. I mean, it all goes back to that fear versus love. And you have to think if you are wanting abs or wanting that that goal, why do you want it? Yeah, I asked is her that it, same question. Is it out of love or is it out of fear? Mm -hmm. Like you mm -hmm. have to get real on that. And I think, you know, we we obviously talk a lot about food and workouts um but I, I think, I mean, even with working out, I used to spend hours at the gym killing myself, running. I would run, mm -hmm. then I would get on the elliptical, then I would do the stepper, and then I would follow people around in the gym and try to do what they were doing. <laughs> and I was there for hours yeah, out of fear. Sure. And if, yeah. I, if I would have taken a step back and done like a yoga day, a recovery day, I would have hated myself. Yep. And... Because I would feel like I wasn't getting enough out of it because it was all out of fear. Like, mm -hmm. if I don't sweat my balls off, I am not. Yeah. I mean, sorry, but that's literally how I felt. Like, yeah. it wasn't worth it. Yep. Whereas now, we're in this 100-day this challenge. We're about 10 days in now. And it's so freeing because there are recovery days. And there's just – it's so nice to mm -hmm. be able to have that flexibility. Yeah, and it's just nice to, like, have – you know, a routine that you don't have to think about. Like Jenna would follow people around the gym trying to, like she didn't go into the gym with like a workout in, in mind. Like you would just like kill oh. yourself on whatever you could find. And then you thought it was like productive, but like, well, that's not productive. Well, what the frick is that? I don't even know. And I think, <laughs> and I think too, like when I would run, I was the one I would put my towel over the front of the treadmill and not look at the time. Cause I hate running mm -hmm. so much. And Every, I'm not even kidding, probably every 23 seconds, I would look at it and be like, ugh. Yeah. But then I would 
beat myself up because I wasn't going fast enough or I wasn't going long enough or I wasn't, you know, if I did 30 minutes, it wasn't good enough. I should have done 40. What is wrong with me? And all of it was fear-based. So I'd leave the gym feeling like crap because I had no routine. Mm -hmm. Well, I was in the same boat leading with fear. I remember during the time where I had my eating disorder and um, I ate, I remember we were at a picnic by the lake. My parents live by by the lake and they had a picnic and there was brownies. And I was like, you know, I hadn't eaten literally all day, probably had like celery or something like ridiculous. And I was just like so hungry and those brownies looked so good. And my body needed sugar. It like ultimately did. And so I ate, I think I ate like a corner of the brownie. Of one brownie. One brownie. And I ran for three hours after that. I went, or my parents' neighborhood has giant hills, giant, okay? Like their neighborhood's not flat. And my mom had to come find me because it was like dark and I was still running because I ate this brownie. Like that's like obviously super extreme, but that is straight up out of fear. Oh God, I ate a corner of a brownie. I need to go run for days on end. And like what? But just hearing, just think, taking a step back and hearing our stories, I mean- it amazes me that you and I have overcome as much as we have. Oh yeah, to I get was to this so point. messed up. Like, mentally how are you and I, the people that are guiding other women through nutrition plans? Because we've overcome all of this, well, right? Because it's crazy. Even though we're, you know, we're adults now, it's like, oh, you can't teach, you know, old dogs new tricks. Yes, you can. Mm-hmm. I mean, we had such a screwed up relationship with food for a really long time and exercise and all of that stuff. But when you start being mindful and, you know diving into like self-help books and stuff. I know some people roll their eyes at that, but (laughs) Mastering Your Mean Girl, I mean, go freaking read it. If you're rolling your eyes at Mastering Your Mean Girl, you need to read Mastering Your Mean Girl because your mean girl is actually speaking to you and making you roll your eyes right now. Your ego is taking over. So true. And Mastering Your Mean Girl, I mean, basically her mean girl is her ego and we all have it and it can take over your life. Mm -hmm. And you got to get that thing in check. You got to get her. She almost says like, don't dismiss her completely and out of the way, but know where she's at and put her in her place. Yep. Like, yeah. If you're stay there, if you're dealing with a lot of negativity in your life and you're feeling real pessimistic, you need to go read that and get over your bullshit. Yeah. Or if you're like finding yourself like in confrontations with a lot of people, um, I know she mentioned something about like handling situations with people and leading with love instead of fear. And usually what comes out of leading with love is that the conflict is usually resolved or the person, is, you know, isn't on the defense and it's a much better conversation. So if you're finding yourself like in a conversation with a friend or your spouse or somebody at work, a coworker or something, and you just are constantly like bickering with people, it's most likely you're entering that conversation with fear and you're not entering it with love and it's sparking a ton of confrontation. And obviously the other person too, I mean, it goes both ways. They might be leading with fear too, but you can't control what other people are leading with. You can only control what you're leading with. And I bet you, if you go in with love, they'll come out with it. And it has to be genuine love. Yeah. Genuine love. And that I mean, that's so true in any relationship. Mm-hmm. It's hard to do that, though, because mm-hmm. that mean girl comes up, that ego comes up and takes over. Sometimes, you know, you're not you anymore, and this ego's out there, and you just blow up yep. and go off. Yep. But, like, and like I said, you're not going to be perfect at this. Like, there's going to be times where your fear does lead. But knowing that your fear led and then, you know, correcting that next time, that's where the progress is going to be made. Yeah. Totally. So, and I think, I mean, thinking about fear in relationships, that's true. I also think 
fear in your job mm-hmm. is, is very apparent. Like I think, I don't know. I mean, I even think about me and with teaching and with everything, like I wanted nothing more than to be coaching full time and to be doing this sooner. And I almost taught for another year just because I was scared what was going to happen when we lost health insurance. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, wait a minute. Yeah. (laughs) Like that is not a good reason to stay in a place where that's literally making me so unhappy and so anxious and so full of fear. Like I, I had to kind of take a step back and get over that and, yeah. and lead with love for myself. Mm-hmm. And I even think in, in with a job too, like if you're wanting to obtain a certain level in your job or a promotion or, or something of that nature, and you're leading, like, let's say you're busting your butt, but everything you're doing is out of fear that you're not going to get it. Mm-hmm. You're going to project like this not good energy out there, even if you're not meaning to, and people are going to read it and you're not going to get it because you're leading with fear. You're not doing actions or whatever you're supposed to do in your job to get to that next level to get there with that type of mentality. And so like, even in our coaching business, like we want to be very successful fitness coaches and help as many people as we can and help women with their business. But if I go in every single day with fear, fear that, Oh my God, I'm not going to get anyone to lose any weight, or I'm not going to get anyone to, you know, feel that they're, they're confident or, you know, the women in my business, I have to like, I don't know if they're going to be able to obtain whatever. Like if I'm going into the day thinking that way and like freaking out, all my actions are based out of me just worried. I'm going to lose people or worried. This person's not going to get results. Um, they're all going to sense that and be like, what? And they're going to like back off and then it's going to be even worse. So if I I just go in and leading with love, like I'm going to help as many people as I can today. Mm -hmm. And that's how I'm going to start my conversations, get to know people and just like put all that other BS stress behind and lead with love. The universe is going to pay you for that. Totally. For sure. Totally. And I think that helps you come off as like your true confident self Mm -hmm. too, Mm -hmm. because I really think that's what has helped you and I be so successful with this because I will hands down tell you, I believe without a doubt that if someone signs up with me, I can get them results. Right. And I know that you do too. Yeah. And I think when you lead with that and you lead with that belief and that love that We're doing all of this for the right reasons because sure. I mean, there are people out there that sign people up just for the income. Yep. Let's be real. They just sign them up, let them go. It is what it is. Yeah. Whereas you and I schedule calls with our clients. We take time out of our day. We do nutrition calls. We do one-on-one calls. Like we lead with love. We put ourselves out there Mm -hmm. and we offer all of that. Now, granted, not everyone takes Takes it, it. but the people who need it do. Mm -hmm. And even the people who like, maybe you're listening to this. Maybe you are one of our clients who we're all on board and then just did absolutely nothing. We get that all the time. Yep. We, we, we do. <laughs> um, but we're going to lead with love when you decide to come around again and say, uh, yeah, I just decided that I didn't do anything. I don't know what my deal was. We hear it all the time, but like, we're not going to approach the situation. We're like, well, you had your chance. No, you know, it is what it is. No. Or like, think any less of you like, Oh my God, you're a human being. Okay, cool. What do you need help with? Well, and chances are if, if you have fallen off the wagon in anything in life, it was probably because of fear. Yeah. hundred percent in some way, shape or form Fear of getting out of your comfort zone. You went back to the, you know, how life was because that's what you know. And so that's fear-based, mm-hmm. you know, people are so afraid to get out of their comfort zone that they would rather live in their, you know, they, their unhappiness 
Yeah. Then be a little bit uncomfortable for a little while to obtain happiness. Right. It like doesn't well, make sense, but that's what happens. I mean, I do it. That's, but that's why people quit. Mm-hmm. It's why people quit anything. Yeah. So, so pick up that book and read it. It is so good. And especially on, like I listen to it, Jenna reads it. Um, she has like a oh I've been listening in the oh, car oh it's so peaceful she has like a really nice accent it's Australian yeah it's so <laughs> like it's so relaxing and it just puts me in a good mood and I just like love her energy I just mm-hmm. feel really like ah like and after I listen to it she she does a really good job talking about expectations too I haven't gotten there yet so once Lauren gets there we're gonna do another podcast episode on that because I was listening to that the other day and I was like there are so many people that need to hear this oh my gosh so good what is we're gonna link her book but I think her name is Melissa I don't know if I'm going to pronounce her last name right. It's like Ambrosny. Ambrosny. Oh, boy. Look it up. You're better at Am- pronouncing the, things. Uh, Melissa Ambrosini. Ambrosini. That probably sounds better than probably. what I just said. It's okay. Anyways, we'll put it in the show notes. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be linked on Amazon. <laughs> She's awesome. Um, her story is really great, too. I mean, she is like the cover of the book. She's like stunning. I think that's her on the cover. Oh, yeah. yeah. She's stunning. And her story just, like, blew my mind, like, what she's gone through mm-hmm. um, and how she's kind of gotten here. So definitely go go read that. Yeah. Talks a lot about childhood, too, and yeah. things that she's overcome. And Love it. Yeah. All right. Till next time. Bye.